that even if you're in a toxic relationship, you can mature out of it. Like you're not gonna mature out of it unless there's awareness of where you are. This is Vivian Velasquez. And this is Raul Velasquez. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. My name is Vivian Velasquez. My name is Raul Velasquez, and we're here in another episode of the God, Money, Money and, and Purpose. Purpose. Yes. I love it. You know, I do miss when it used to be God, Money, and Sex. It has a kick to it. Stop saying that. Don't say it. God, Money, and Sex. Like, we're going to change the name of the podcast. God, Money, and Sex. It has a different, it has different like spice, you know, like. It's the energy is different. It's, it's so important because those things are important. Like if you have that triangle, it's kind of like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But we can't say that word because it not targets us to like a complete whole different topic. Well, actually, Paul, let's do a poll. If you, if you want us to change the name of the podcast, comment. Got money and sex or got money and purpose? Well, and I think they're both really important, right? Like we we need purpose and we also need sex. And if we're not having one or the other, then that's when we run into challenges. If and you're not having sex, and <laughs> then you don't have purpose. <laughs> As a I man, know you like that. I know if you don't you have like. sex, you don't have purpose. I know how men are Once thinking. you have sex, then you start seeing, oh, there's, there's, there's purpose so to life. There's so much purpose to life. There's a lot of purpose to life if you have sex. That's right. So we want to thank you for following us. We want to thank you for being here. And um, just know that whatever we say here in this podcast, it comes from the best place in our heart. Raul and I have been married for over 24. It's going to be 24 years. It's going to be 24 years. I'm keeping count because I'm going to have a celebration on my 25th. And, um, you know, we, we say it from a really great place in our heart because we've been through so much that we've been to this, you know, the journey of it, the journey of relationships that really allow us to learn and to experience life and then to come out at the end knowing like where where is the right or the left turn that we need to take and there's no right and there's no wrong it's just more like the lessons that you're learning along the way so if you're here you're listening to us i really want to honor you thank you for listening to us thank you for the input for the insights that you give us because the reason why we show up is because we want to and also because we love to serve each and every one of you and if you're watching us for the first time i run a program for men called the edge and what we do is we help businessmen find their coach to the edge. And Vivian runs a coaching program for women, which is born to be a queen when uh, you teach women how to tap into that queen version. So I work with kings. He works with queens. Yes. So together we create the framework of what a power couple is. Talk about power couple. We, were, we just did a, a um, training, the power couple training last week. I was going to talk a little bit about that. And, uh, and also we were, we were just in Turks Turk and Caicos for Valentine's Day. And every time we go away, one of the things that I love about about um, Vivian is that she's always uh, attracting like abundance into into her life. You always have like this aura of the queen. Like if I if I imagine what a queen looks like, I always picture you because you 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 always pick the most expensive resorts. You always pick the most expensive things. It's like so you you have that you have the queen taste. You have queen taste. <laughs> That's right. I so, have the queen taste for sure. But I also have to tell you, like, I know that I speak to a lot of women out there and, you know, that taste is hard to really feel worthy of it because I think a lot of the women, sometimes we feel like we're not, we're not worthy of abundance. We're not worthy of all these things. And 
I, I'm in this place now where I actually feel so worthy of it because of all this, um, all this time that I've taken, all this investment in myself that I actually, I know who I am and who made me ultimately because, you know, like once you know who God is and what he wants for you, the abundance that he has for you and the prosperity and the promises that he has for you, really, you know, I know we, we joke around and we, we do have a lot of like material stuff, but if you come away from all of that, I think it has a lot to do more with like the way that you feel and the inside and how much we really feel like we are worthy to be loved. We're worthy to have all these things, like all these beautiful things. And just that shift, that mentality of like stepping into that queen mentality that we, I talk to the women all the time. So so let's talk about that because I think that, you know, when I say that is not to say you, you spend a lot of money into these things. I, I say that because I see the growth that that you've created for, not just for you, for us. Because when we got married, we moved into a one-bedroom apartment, and and I truly felt in that moment that I was living in a mansion because of the way that you create the space. So even though you always had this expensive taste, you were never entitled. Like you never, when we got married, you were like, oh, you have to give me this. You, have to, you, we, you always did the best with what we had. And what you told me is that the, the, the reality is that expensive things last longer. Like if you go the cheap route, it's going to be expensive in the long term. Because I remember buying like the cheap couch at the beginning, the cheap bed at the beginning, the cheap mattress at the beginning. But then we had to buy That's another right. one every year. That's right. And then you, know, you said, you know, let's buy the expensive things because expensive things will last longer. So when I look at our marriage, how much we've invested in ourselves, people ask us all the time, like, how come you guys travel all the time? You're always traveling. You're always doing this. You're, like the, the answer is whatever you invest time energy and money will last if you're cheap in your marriage you're only going to get a cheap return if you're cheap in your relationship if you're not going to invest in your relationship you're only going to get what you put in yeah and i think you know like we we've done that from the very beginning and even when we didn't have as, as much as we have today i guess like if you're measuring right like we still invested that time that we had and the money that we had back into our relationship and I think something that that shift for me was like investing really in myself. Um, but even though I didn't, you know, sometimes like you don't have to have the money to invest in yourself and like to go to like all this fancy events and do all these things. But I think if you invest the the time and the energy to really work in yourself, you will see that the fruit of your labor. Like I, I, I truly do believe that. Like I, I know a lot of people are waiting for like the right equation of like you need to have like the mindset and the, 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 the business and all these things. But like you really need to come back and like know like what is it that I have control of? And for me at that time, for a really long time, was just like my spiritual self. And, and, I and, also, and also know that when, when you're talking about investing in yourself is that investing in where you are. Right. Because everybody says, well, I don't have time, I don't have money. And I think that you don't have time and you don't have money because you don't make it a priority to invest time and money in your relationship or right. in your business. Because if it was right. a business transaction, you would make you'll it. Make it. You'll make it. I speak to men all the time and, yeah. and they invest in their business, they invest in their marketing, they invest in their sales team, they invest. But when it comes to a marriage, they nickel and dime each other. Agreed. So, you know, for us, it's like from the beginning, when we didn't have a lot, 
we so invested exciting. the little bit that we have, and little by little, we continue to upgrade and upgrade. And it's always the next level yeah. because we went we went into Torres and Cape because you wanted to look at apartments and and houses, and we're like, that's a whole different level. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, could, I could afford an expensive <laughs> resort right now, but now you want to have a, a second home in Torres and Caicos. Now you want to always the next level, and I am I'm, I'm really liking that you like my my new version. You of you level me up. You level <laughs> me up. So that's that's what I want the audience to understand that when a woman like is that. a queen. You could level up your king because for me, if it was up to me, I still live in the two-family house that we own at the beginning. Oh, stop it! I will rent the whole thing out. I'll be living rent-free. I will still have my little Jaguar that I used to You're have. Right. You're right. Because at, at the end of the day, like for me, it doesn't drive me. Material things don't drive me. I like nice things, but they don't drive me. What drives me is being able to provide, being able to create, being able to help other people, being able to show my family what's possible, my kids what's possible. Right. So that's what drives me. So, but when you have a woman that is a queen that has expensive taste, two things could happen. The guy could could say, "Well, what you know, you should be happy with what I have," or he could start thinking, "Okay, who do I need to become to be able to give that? Who do I need to? Who can we become? Who must we become to be able to afford these things? Not because we need to, but because we want to, because yeah, it's and available." I, and I think it's a big difference because you know, like I don't attach myself to. Um, material things like it doesn't validate who I am it doesn't validate our relationship it doesn't validate my love for you like uh, you know it's, it's funny to say but like I, I loved you when we had nothing and I still love you you know like certain things just haven't changed it actually just enhance of the time and the things that we do together so it, it, it really doesn't uh, make me love you anymore of the things that we have now because we've we've both worked hard for it and you know, like, I, and honestly, like I say, from the most humble place in my heart, it's like, I deserve those things because there's so much abundance around me that I know that God wants his things for me. And sometimes it sounds really wrong to the people out there that maybe don't have that. But I promise you, like, if you hold on to like God's promises, he, he has all of that for us. It's just not many of us believe in that. And so that's why it doesn't happen. And take away all the material stuff like that we have now. The, the abundance that we have of love, respect, communication, edification, like all these things that we have between you and I, like you can't put a price tag on it, right? But it's like we've, that is part of abundance that God gives us. And I think more people need to believe in that in order for them to have it. And I think a lot of people, what we see is they're waiting for the abundance, material abundance in order to have the respect. Well, if my man could, could give me a luxury vacation in terms of cake, because well, yeah, I respect them. I would them, respect them. Right? Yeah. Or if my woman could, you know, will, will do certain things, then I will give it to her. So we're always playing the game of like, if you do this, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the beginning of a relationship, we already went through our toxic <laughs> phase yeah. to where we actually started working towards a vision. And that's what we talked about at the power couple uh, training that is, is love is not enough. Just because I love you, love me, that doesn't mean that's going to make us a power couple. That we got to be in the same page. We have to make sure that we're focusing on the same thing, that we have a vision, that we have a plan, that we are moving towards something. At the same time, it's not um, conditioned. Our love is not conditioned. As long as I get to this, then I'm going to love you. Mm. It's finding your ride or die. So you're, you're my ride or die. You go <laughs> to the end. I, I would go to the end. I've done things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I am the ride or die. Like when you know it, you know it. So, um, 
what what were we gonna say about were we what we're gonna talk about like the the power couple training because I think it was amazing like we had so many um good points that came through and not just because we were teaching it but because we had to look back and like analyze the things that have helped us feel and step into our power couple mentality because you know we had that training it's like so many of us as couples we we talk to them all the time and i know this is something that we were going to talk about today is like that we don't feel like we're a power couple that we don't feel like you know we could step into that we could even say that out loud like we are a power couple but the more one of the things that we talked about was communication and even thinking back of like if you speak that into existence, like you start to believe that again, especially in relationships that have been together for a really long time, like you start to feel like, well, I already know you or I know what you're about. But the truth is that you don't. And every year, like we said, like, you know, we we grow, whether it's a little bit or a lot, but there's growth, like change happens. We have to also learn how to define power couples. A power couple is not somebody that is a rich, famous influencer that, you know, we'll just... All this rich influencer like power couple, eventually you end, you end up seeing yeah. the news that they're cheating on each other or they're getting divorced or they're with them because of convenience, right? Yeah. Um, we're talking about power couples uh, where uh, a man and woman empower each other. When you stop saying she's my ha- you know, better half or he's my better half, both of you are whole people, whole person, a whole man, a whole woman empowering each other to be able to create a power couple. And a power couple influences, a power couple leads, a power couple has a certain energy. Mm-hmm. It's not about having money. It's not about having being famous. A power couple is about can we do good into the world using our power, not fighting with each other, yeah. right? So and we talked about the four areas that power couples focus on. Number one is communication. Number two is commitment. commitment. Number three is connection. connection. And the last one is certainty. That's right. So if you're thinking, okay, where do I stand as a power couple? Well, you know, from one to 10, where are you in your communication skills? Do you feel like one, you don't talk to each other, like you just, you know, kind of already know each other and and, and, and you don't have no oh. no communication skills? Or 10, you, lo- you know the love language. Yeah, I was going to say, or you know how to communicate with each other and not in a way of manipulation because I think a lot of the times we as women, we get so good at like just manipulating the communication, but it's like, can we get this clear ask or like a clear communication, clear understanding of like, what do we need in this relationship? Or even like, what do I need in this relationship? Or what can we do in this relationship? Like we, we talked about so many different things and I told you, like, I really want to um, like put it out there for people to actually, I heard someone say today, they said something like, if you don't pay for it, then you don't pay attention. If you don't pay for you something, pay, you pay, pay attention. attention to it. And I'm yeah. like, that's so great. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell Raul, we really need to put this out there for people to actually have to pay for something so that you guys could pay attention because this stuff is like, it was It was amazing. a free power couple training. It was free. And there was a, a couple of hundred people that, that signed, signed up. up for it, right? And the show rate, like it's crazy because if I do a training for mindset training, I get a bunch of people that are business training. We got a bunch of people. Oh, relationship training. Oh shit, that's 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 gonna wait until until I get my my money right, until I get my business right. But now now we're gonna put it out there, and I really think that you know now that you have to pay for it, then you're gonna start. Then you're gonna pay attention. So that um, one of the things that I wanted to share with you. We'll share with the audience. We had a conversation with the family over the weekend. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about like marriage. I'm talking about communication. I said one of our like we, we got married young, and if it wasn't because we got married, 
young, I don't think that if we were just dating and you lived in my in, in my apartment or I lived in in, in your house, yeah. I don't think we would have made it. It was the commitment of marriage that made us push through. Because as a man, you feel like you feel like if if I'm going to marry you, I'm I'm going to fight with everything that I have to make it work. And I saw a statistic that we share at the Power Couple Training that 70% of divorces begin by women. Are initiated, it, by, are initiated women. by women. Meaning that a woman said enough. Like, I'm not going to put up with this shit. I'm not going to put up with this. I am out. Right? Because well, men, we I don't want to get divorced because we want to we want to continue to to try at least, if we're not happy, we justify it. That, okay, it's going to be as good as it's going to get. And I also believe, like, men don't go through or come up with, like, that the divorce idea is because then you feel like you failed at something. And for men, like that's one of the hardest things for them to admit. It's like, I failed at loving you, at taking care of you, providing and protecting for you. So now I have to get a divorce. And now like, who am I without all of this? Like I am, I failed. And you know, for, for women to even have to go into say like, I need a divorce. It's, it's a lot, you know, and it, and it really breaks my heart because I know how difficult that situation could be for someone to say, like, I am so dissatisfied in this relationship. And yes, there are instances that maybe you need to walk out because you should have never been there to begin mm. with. But there's a lot of relationships that there's just a little bit of healing and cleaning up that needs to happen in order for a relationship to work. And it's also the communication that that um, that we are not trained on how to communicate with our spouses. Right. I remember the, one of the first fights that we had, we just moved into an apartment we got invited to a party. It was a holiday party from one of my business partners. It was okay. in New York. You were taking too long to get ready. Everyone telling you, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And you turn around and you say, you know what? Why don't you just go without me? And I say, you sure, Vivian? I said, yeah, just go without me. And what I do? You left. <laughs> I went without you because I thought that's, I thought women how, how said rude. what they meant and then what they said. So I went ahead and I said, okay, she doesn't want to go. Obviously, this was very early in our marriage. We got married very young. Like, we were out of high school and got married. So, we knew No, we were nothing. not out of high school. We were 21. We got... Well, we were, we oh, dated, yeah, we we dated, dated high, through high school. school. We were dating high school. I meant to say out of college. Out of college. Then we got married. You went to college. I just I just yeah. followed you around. But we, we both ended up... I was in the parking lot checking, making sure you were not... Getting married. Getting very, into very class. Young. I was in the parking lot making sure you were going to class. But you know what it is, and now you know how like feminine energy, when it's like rushed and put into pressure and uncertainty, where we're going, what we're doing, it's like okay, just go without me, just leave me here. Like I don't even want to know nothing about you, and then you just left. And when I came back, you had all my shit outside. You had like here, leave. You you kicked me out of the of the house because I said, I mean, I did something that you said for me to do. So I that was eye opening for me to realize what the fuck is going on here. I she won't said, go into detail she, of what she, happened. Well, when I did. You you're back. right. I did. I did I'm come drunk. Yes, I did. I did come drunk. But I it do, was three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of factors. But in my mind, I'm like, she's kicking me out for the wrong reasons. Because I went to the party. She told me to go. So that's the communication. So we've gone a, a long I way. I know. We and did have we did have a toxic relationship at the beginning. I think it, I think we had to admit that. Yes. That in order for us to get to where we are, we went through a, a lot of right. changes. And, and, and some 
I would say like so many of the relationships get stuck in that toxic mentality of treating each other because we were young. We were young and stupid. We knew nothing better than how we were treating each other. But then you realize like this is not going to last. Like I can no longer continue to love you and disrespect you this way or not love you this way and disrespect you. So it's like, well, something has to change. So I know for me, like I had to start to get very clear on like the things that I I don't want like I don't want this in the relationship then how and, do I and, change and it and the way you are right now and the way that you talk is such a like if you know Vivian back in those days you know you were throwing you were throwing plates there's some plates going oh, around they, they they we have a, a joke with Vivian that she joined a gang when she was in high school the flamingos I don't know if flamingos are around but if they flamingos are around stop it this is your OG here stop it and then we have we had a, a joke in the family with the kids it's like we, when vivian gets mad the flamenco comes out and she turns into the cobra so i i know so we had we had a, lo a lot of fights a lot of broken dishes a lot of uh, drama but again it comes back to the commitment right. if there was no commitment from your part for for both of us we probably wouldn't wouldn't be here so commitment has to happen so communication commitment uh the other connection. one was connection 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 uh, and, I, and I look at connection in, in a way of, number one, connected with yourself. Like you right. cannot expect your wife just to give you connection. Um, and we were just, we were in Turks and Caicos. I was, uh, to Valentine's Day, was a, a lot of couples in the resort. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a morning ritual, a crazy daily ritual that I train. And it's about a 30, 45 minutes long. It's a meditation. And one day I, I woke up, went to the beach, a little bit late, probably around 10 o'clock. We slept in late. We had we had a fun night. And there was a lot of, like, no, I wouldn't say a lot of people, some people on the beach. They were watching you already. But I started doing my meditation because that yeah. helps me connect. Yeah. And then if you look at my meditation from the outside, it looks crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm humming. I am meditating. I'm chanting. I'm doing my power statements. And people around me, you could feel the energy of people looking at me. What the hell is wrong with this guy? What yeah. is this guy doing? This yeah. crazy. Is he, is he who, is he, who is he praying to, right? So I had to make a decision at that moment. Do I stop connecting? Because that's my way to connect with God, with, with, with nature, with myself. Do I bend to what other people expect of what prayer may have to look like or connection may have to look like? Or do I just do what I need to do in order for me to connect with myself? So... Mm. Part of it is honoring what's your process to connect. Right. Well, how do you connect with yourself? How do you connect with your partner? How do you how do you connect with God? If you don't have a process to connect with God, you're not going to find the guidance that you need to go to the next level. You have to have a process and a system that is a ritual, a daily ritual to reset your mindset to be able to operate at a higher level. Because most of us are reacting. We're reacting to yesterday's news, yesterday's experience. And we are wondering why today looks the same and we have the same challenges as we had yesterday. Yeah. So then, you know, if we're kind of just comparing to what like a toxic relationship would be like, and, and this is something that comes up a lot is like that the men or the women have a lot of control of the time. Right. So like, I remember like in the past where there would be this sort of like control on, on my time. So like I, I wouldn't have time to to do certain things that I wanted to do. I had no time for connection to myself or to anybody else because there was you were controlling my time almost, right? Um, or I was letting you control the time. And you, you start to feel like this, um, 
isolation of everything that you need to do for yourself and it, you don't become a priority. So I love the fact that like you, you bring that up because it's like we, we get so in our heads about the way that things need to look like or, you know, the, the way that I need to do things. But if you don't have connection to yourself, like we want connection ultimately, like in our relationship. But if I don't have connection to myself, then I don't know who truly I am. So I cannot bring connection to our relationship. And then you start depending on your partner. Then you want and I think to that's where the, the need energy comes in. And I right. have a lot of uh, friends who are married to women who eventually uh, need their part, their husbands to fulfill them because they don't longer have their kids. The kids already went to college. Right. The kids already went, went on. So now women spend all this time needing the kids. Now the kids are gone. Now you need the partner because a woman doesn't have connection to herself. She doesn't have purpose. She doesn't have vision. Now the man is saying, hey, I, I, I have a vision. I want to build a business. I want to do this. There's no more but there is no more connection. Yeah. So part of what we, what we talk about, especially with my, the guys that I train, is like share your vision mm-hmm. with, your, with your wife to, to help her see that there's certainty. Right. And, and now as I'm seeing the progression and the growth of the guys that I coach is the moment that you bring certainty into the equation. And certainty is, okay, this is what I'm building. What one of the guys after we 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 had at the beginning of the year we had a business bootcamp with Patrick and David and we we went to one of our clients fifty million dollar uh, mansion Pat lives mm-hmm. in a twenty five million dollar mansion and we had a mastermind in 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 the house and it just got us to dream bigger got us to see what's possible got us mm-hmm. to see what if uh, every single one of us we have a house in here and we have masterminds every single month and we have to go to this guy's house and this guy's house so everybody's like why not me right so one of the guys went back to the house and. Uh, because he's already, he's, he owns a lot of real estate, but he lives a very moderate home. He, he doesn't have any, you know, big luxury. He went back home and said, you know what? I want to awesome. play Monopoly. I want to buy as many properties as I want to do this. So he started painting the dream with his wife. And his wife said, you know what? Let's do it. He went back to his team and they started painting the vision with his team. So That's awesome. people are waiting for men to, not to be comfortable, but to start dream, dreaming bigger, to start playing bigger. Start seeing what's possible because the moment that we start getting comfortable and just saying, well, this is going to get, that's the moment that we start going backwards yeah. because we're not connected. And then we're not connected. And then it's like, we, we have like this lack of trust to ourselves or like what we could really do because, you know, like men or women, like you, somebody gives you permission and then you st- start to believe all over again. So it's like, oh, okay, I deserve that too. Like we were talking about, like I'm worthy of the love. There's so much abundance and grace and love around me. That's like, yeah, why not me? Why not? You know, and, and part, of, part of the worthiness is knowing that, okay, if, if God put, puts a vision in my, in my heart, if God puts a dream in my heart, it's up to me to make it happen. So if I have the desire, like it's already there, you can already see it. So that's part of my ritual every morning is I'm tapping yeah. into the vision that God is showing me. I'm tapping into the guidance. Right. So that's why it's so needed for men to to really give themselves a permission to allow themselves to be guided by a higher, higher calling. Because if we operate thing. from the mind, you're always gonna, for the mind, it's never gonna be enough. Yeah. For the mind, you're never gonna have enough. But you have to operate in a level of the soul where the soul is calling you for more. So who do you need to become at a soul level to be able to manifest into reality whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever you desire, because you are a co-creator with God. <laughs> Is that part of your ritual? That's that's one of the power statements. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's what I say. So this is anchored on me. That's right. 
So let's just talk about the three, is it three or four things uh, that uh, create a toxic relationship? Because we were doing some research before this podcast. We wanted to have the contrast. So he's mm-hmm. a, po- a power couple has connection. A power couple has certainty. A power couple has uh, clarity on on the communication. Certainly. A power couple has um, a commitment, mm-hmm. right? But what does a toxic relationship look like? And what are the three things that that identify a toxic relationship in order for people and listeners who are listening to this realize, okay, I need to check my relationship. Am I being toxic or am I being a power couple? Right, but so it's it's what we just said, right? So like if you don't have connection, there's a lack of trust because you there's no connection to yourself so you don't know who you are. So toxic relationship means that you don't trust your partner. You, or you don't trust yourself. Or you trust yourself. Like you're in a toxic relationship, you know you're in a toxic relationship. You lack trust. Like, you are you feel lonely and isolated and controlled and humiliated and sad like you start to feel all those things like that's a red flag so what, what was the, based on the research that we had what was the first one because it's key to understand like you have to have the contrast uh, a lot of Definitely. a lot of the times where a, a couple doesn't see the contrast they just listen to this content and they just let me work on this let me let me just work on communication. No, you have to you have to look at you being toxic. Are you being the toxic one in the relationship? Is your partner being toxic? I, I don't I don't I believe that it takes two to be able to support a toxic relationship. It's not just about one person or the other. So what what are the three things to identify a uh, toxic relationship? So the first one would be criticism. If you're in a toxic relationship, it's definitely criticism. So if you're constantly criticizing your partner you are bringing toxicity to your relationship. Like point if, in the finger. If point your partner finger, is constantly criticizing you, yeah. then it's a sign that you might be in a toxic relationship. Oh gosh, that's so negative. And you already feel the energy of like criticizing each other. It just brings everything down. Um, number and let's, two. Let's, let's, let's continue, continue okay. that because I think that women don't see. Mm-hmm. And I say women because mm-hmm. I get a lot of feedback. The guy's like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm for myself, like I could never do it right. You ask me to do something, it's not right. Or you're asking me to, to, um, uh, to do something, I do it, but not the way that you want me to do it. How do you catch yourself as a woman to to see, am I nagging, am I criticizing, am I bringing my guy down? Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, it's like when we when we criticize and we start yelling and when we like we do all these things that are like negative, we actually get an answer. We like we come mm. through, and I think like women have like this. Um, it, it's a it's a pattern that we create that when we do it a certain way you get pay attention we, somebody you get pays attention. attention it's like when we're the loudest then then you're gonna hear me if not like we can't just talk mm. so you're training people resolved. i mean training uh your husband and your husband and responds yourself. and you train yourself and therefore you have to do that because yeah i get it for the, for the kids unless you're yeah, yelling and saying hey this they don't pay attention they right. just right got it so I think that's the reason why, at least that's the reason why I did it. It's like, you know, let me just scream a little louder. Maybe you'll hear me this time. And then when, I, when I'm when i mad, when the ice cream comes out, when I'm not speaking to you, when there's a silent treatment, then you come back. Then you're listening to me. Now, now you're paying attention. So it's like we are training really like each other to be in this relationship of the criticism of not learning how to speak our wants, our desires, our needs, but we're just in this energy that's so toxic. Got it. Got it. What's the second one? Uh, lack of trust. If you're in a toxic relationship, there's a lack of trust. And trust comes in, in both ways. Like you said, I don't trust myself. I'm insecure. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of men are, uh, are are insecure about the ability to provide sometimes. Insecure about do I fail? They have a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And that creates uncertainty on a woman. 
and the the woman don't trust the guy to provide it, don't trust their man to show up. So therefore, they start becoming more masculine. And I think I think we're seeing that more and more that as men lose their trust in themselves, yeah. women are starting to take on the, the power, said that role. I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the provider. Well, I'm gonna I I'm gonna show to. up because I have to. I have to. It's not that I want to. Like I would rather you do it and and I'll be here by your side. Like we'll do it together. But if you're not gonna do it, then I have to step up and then I have to like lead. I have to protect. I have to provide because you're not doing your job. And that's kind of like a, a very toxic spiral, you know, rabbit holes because the men go into this like deep. I would say depression or. You know, I don't even know what to call it, but it's like you don't it's show what up. What we call the, the men who are up. going to the tunnel, the men yeah. who are in that, that dark tunnel, yeah, because they don't trust themselves, yeah, they don't trust God, yeah, they don't trust their capacity, and therefore they attract That's all that so negative painful. energy that they become toxic. So and women don't know what to do, and they lose trust in their men. It's so painful. So the third thing, if you're in a toxic relationship, I would it. What they said is isolation. You feel isolated. You feel like you're alone. You feel like you're not protected or supported. Um, you or, your, or your partner's strategy is to isolate you from your mm -hmm. peers. I, I remember when we started going out, we were both being toxic, and I didn't want you to be with your friends, and you didn't want me to be with my friends. I, yeah. I, for obvious reasons, my friends were very, very <laughs> convincing when it yeah. comes to partying isolation but we were both trying to protect each other i know you can't go with your friends you can't. so that's that's part of being a toxic relationship and controlling trying to control each other trying to see who you're calling who you're texting who you're who you're communicating with and and nobody could 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 know anything unless i want you to know certain things and again like if you're in high school or you're like in a young you know early stages relationship and not maybe like in high school, but early stages relationship, that's, it's, you know, like you didn't know any better. But if you've been in a relationship for a long term and, you and you're still checking on the phone, you still have you passwords. to have those patterns of like trying to control and isolate each other. It's just, it feels so yucky, you know, and, and it's funny because I remember like I was with a friend and we had a plan to go somewhere. We were in our backyard. I set up like this beautiful space. And all of a sudden she said like, oh my God, there's this party that somebody invited me to. It was in New York City, a beautiful like, you know, dancing type of thing. And I love dancing. So I'm like, let's go. And she turned around to me and she was like, oh, you don't need to ask your husband for permission. And, you know, like that feeling for me has left such a long time ago that I feel like I, I asked my dad for permission. I didn't ask my husband for permission. I am going to tell him, like, I'm going somewhere. Is it okay? Are you okay with the kids? I'm going to take the car. And that feeling when I tell you things, it's like you go out of your way to even, like, protect me and support me. I remember that day you asked me, you're like, well, I don't want you to go driving because it's into the city. Let me get you a limousine service to take you into the city. And, you know, for a really long time, like I've, I've felt so taken care of by you and going back to like our high school times, I didn't feel that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you were always trying to like take me away from my friends and my family and protect me and isolate me. And it was very toxic. And it even hurts me to even think back of like how many times it turned around and I'm just like, I got to stay here. I feel like so like, um, almost like, like you were putting me in a jail you know, like, this is where I want you to stay. And me having to turn around and say, like, well, I can't go. And it, it's almost like a father energy of, like, you punishing me and taking something from me. 
in a healthy aspect of a relationship of like you support me you love mm. me you trust me and you will do anything for me to have a good time because you know that i'm coming back to you because i love you and i respect you and that's the part of the insecure masculine right the right. insecure um, insecure man is trying to oh you can't go to the party <laughs> who are you gonna dance with who's gonna be there Right. As opposed to when you mature in your relationship, it's like, hey, what, you want to go to the party? Absolutely. Let, let me make sure that you get there safe. Let me make right. sure that you can come back safe. It's a different feeling. So, and, and the reason feeling. that, and thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, I remember exactly when the party was in both parties. The parties <laughs> where I controlled you and brought you home and the party that I, I got a, a, a level service to, to take you there. Yeah. So that also should give people hope that even if you're in a tax relationship, you can mature out of it. Yes, but you're not going to sure. mature out of it unless there's awareness of where you are. Unless you get real about your situation, unless you really, really want to get out of the situation and you have both parties in agreement that this is not what we want. Right. Like, like one of the best things that, that, that we were talking about is our conversation in DR. Like we both got to the point that like, well, I'm not happy with you. You're not, not that I wasn't happy with you. I'm not happy with our situation. You were not happy with our situation. We will both look from the outside. You said, wait, from the outside, it looks good. But it doesn't feel great, Inside, yeah. and and that's where real change happens when you get a real conversation without judgment, without pointing the finger. Said, okay, sure. it sounds to me that we're not trusting each other. It sounds to me that we're trying to control each other. It sounds to me that we're trying to manipulate each other. So, what can we do to get better? What can we do to go to the next level? Definitely, I, it's like recognizing what it is that you are going through at the moment. Because it's monetary, right? Like, let me say that again. Um, recognizing what you're going through and whether you want to stay in that um, time in your life or is it that you want to make a change? And I think once you realize that and you make the change from a place of like, not of anger and, and you know, so I know that sometimes like anger could be used for fuel, but I think it's more like, okay, what is the intention behind that you really want in the relationship? And if there was love and respect at the beginning, you could always come back to that. Like, there's no reason why not. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll close with that. Make sure you continue to follow Vivian. Follow us on social media. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere except for our bedroom. So we'll keep it private. Thank you for joining us. Learn it. Live, live it, it. Experience it. it. Love, love life. life. If you receive any value from this conversation, comment, subscribe, and share as we continue to impact more people and take them to the next level. And please send us your comments and questions so we could answer them in the next podcast. See you in the next episode.